Hi, this is Pastor Romero, and on this week's episode of The Leavening, we're looking at cancel culture. We're looking at whether or not it's a thing. We're looking at she who must not be named, the problem with John Stockton, reminiscing on the joys of old school Thursday nights, and how in the heck the first lady can become president. Uh, as always, we're here for you. We want to be part of the conversation with you. So if you want to be part of our conversation, please feel free to call, leave a voicemail or a text to 682-556-5801. Enjoy the episode. Hello, I'm Ramiro and I'm with Betsy and Lonnie. And this in this week's episode of The Leavening, we're going to focus on cancel culture. We're going to talk about what it is. Is it really a thing that we have to all be worried about? Is it an overreaction by certain people? Is it bullying? We're going to talk all about that. And then we're going to talk about where God is in all this too. And so I'll just open it up by asking for what the two of you think about, because there's a lot of pushback right now. A lot of people are talking, complaining about cancel culture. I've heard comedians saying that, you know, you can't even be a comedian anymore because so many things are off topic and blah, blah, blah. So um, are we living during a time where free speech is being restricted or are we living during a time where people are learn, having to learn that it's not cool to be a jerk? So yeah. we're, <laughs> where are we on that spectrum? Yes. Uh, I, don't, I don't have a comeback from that. That was amazing. It's not cool to be a jerk. I don't I don't think cancel culture is a thing. I don't think it exists. Mm. I think when I hear people complaining about cancel culture, what I see them actually complaining about is accountability. Call out culture. And mm -hmm. um, natural consequences. Mm -hmm. And we don't live in a culture that is free from consequences. And we never have. Nobody has ever lived in a culture that was free from consequences. I disagree with that. I think if you had enough money well, that's and true. power, you could pretty much do whatever you wanted and say whatever you wanted without With, much pu without any pushback that affects you. Right. I, I mean, I can see that. In fact, there's there's lots of pushback right now on Twitter, for instance, because they have just announced that Elon Musk is going to be on the board of Twitter. And uh -huh. so... And he already put a poll out saying, does Twitter... is Can you have free speech on Twitter? Right. Mm -hmm. Which, I mean, yes, you can because the first amendment doesn't protect it. Like it protects you from legal ramifications. Like the police can't come and arrest you for right. being an idiot on the internet. That doesn't mean somebody that can't call you out. Somebody can't call you out yeah. or that if you have signed up for some sort of service yep. and have violated the terms under which you signed mm -hmm. up for said service that they can't say, mm, yeah, you don't get to be a part of us anymore. Um, that's not cancel culture. No, that's contract mm -hmm. legislation. Right. <laughs> Corporations um, should be allowed to have rules. Anybody. Like, I have rules in my personal space, mm -hmm. right? Like, my Facebook wall, like, you don't get to come and be a jerk on my Facebook wall to other people that I like. Much like, well, because I treat it like it's my living room. Mm -hmm. So if I wouldn't let you be a jerk to my friends in my living room, I'm not going to let you be a jerk to my friends on my Facebook wall. Um, it's the same kind of thing. I get to set the parameters because if you want to have a conversation on your Facebook wall about whatever you want. Right. Please go and do that. That is, you know, you are welcome to do that, but we're not going to do that in my space. So, yeah, I don't think cancel culture exists. And my evidence of that right now is the fact that Louis C.K. just won a Grammy. Mm. Did he win a Grammy? Yeah. I mean, literally, like, five years ago, we were like, comedians can't say anything. Look, he, you know. 
He he it made was, one little joke well, about his, sexual assault his, and violence. Well, his problem was also what he was doing. Yes, yeah. like it was like there was a whole <laughs> Actions, lot of things. Not yeah. just words, yeah. Um. And but there was so much hubbub mm-hmm. about like he was canceled and right. should he have been canceled and mm-hmm. it was like valid that he was canceled or not valid. But he literally last week won a Grammy <laughs> for for an album that is about being canceled right. for all intents and purposes. So yeah, it's I don't think it's a thing. I think we make it a thing, but I don't think it's a right. thing. We label it. So is uh so J.K. Rowling's not canceled right now. Kevin Spacey's not canceled. I would love for both of them to be canceled. In fact, I live in a, you know, when you live in a Gen Z, young millennial world, Gen Zs have decided that um, they still like Harry Potter, uh-huh. and so it just doesn't have an author. It was like crowdsourced, and all of she us have created this. On. She became right? she who won't be named. Right. right. She became <laughs> the Voldemort of her own story. Yeah. Um, that's awesome and they so they like like we still identify with all of this except for who you have chosen to be mm-hmm. so we're just eliminating that part yeah um it does not stop her from she hasn't lost financial resources that i can tell it has, has not continued on limited yeah. her platform on the internet she's she still writing, writing books yeah. and they're still getting published yeah um I'll watch Secrets of Dumbledore next week. Yeah, right. Me I mean, too. Come on. I and I will hate myself a little bit for it, but also Jude Law. So <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah. So I would love to say that they're canceled. Right. But I don't think that that's true. So, so do you think that this whole idea of being canceled then is it just? the reaction from the powers that be that are hearing narratives that they find either threatening or yeah, I think just threatening to their power, right? Threatening to the status quo. Like they're not, Mm -hmm. so they're pushing back and just saying, I should be able to say whatever I want. This is unfair. You can't cancel me. I, I mean, I think there's some of that, but it's not all about, it's not all about things that they say, right? I feel like, I don't want to monopolize the conversation. No, no, no. <laughs> um, it's about how we treat each other. It's about right? how we, I mean, right. right. At its core, it's about how we treat each other. Yeah. And, and respect has been pushed so far from where it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like we do it. And we're going to talk about this. I know we're talking about um, picking up with this and talking about wokeness next week. But. I think we do ourselves a disservice when we talk about cancel culture and think that it's the same for white people and people of color. Yeah. Or are people of, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Yeah. Or like, economic status or, yeah. Um, even, even very wealthy people like, yeah. Will Smith just resigned from the Academy of motion pictures because he open palms slapped a dude in prime time. Mm-hmm. But Roman Polanski can still win Oscars, and he is an and, admitted and, child rapist. And, and receives standing ovations. And receives standing ovations because he can't be in the room because he can't get extradited to the United States without <laughs> facing prison. Um, but he's still a member in good standing of the Academy. Um, there, you know, in the 60s, there was a Native American woman who called from the Oscar stage mm-hmm. for fair treatment of native americans in film and 
John Wayne had to be removed from the thing from the auditorium. He had to be restrained so that he didn't assault her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because that's strength, right? And so, <laughs> but it's also white privilege. It's totally white right? privilege. And so there's there's privilege that's happening that allows that allows for canceling to not really happen. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and I think our culture is like, well, wha- we have to we have to enforce consequences, and so we have a tendency to crack down harder on on black people or people of color. Well, there's frustration because there is a lack of consequences for powerful people, right? Right. I mean, that's that's the frustration that grows from that. Right. Mm-hmm. And so th- there's they're not receiving their natural consequence, so let's enforce one. Right. Right. Yeah. So what do we do when our heroes? engage in behaviors or express opinions that are just reprehensible. For instance, okay, so in high school, I had a Utah jazz jacket. I grew up <laughs> north of Chicago. I grew up in Waukegan, Illinois, but I used to wear a Utah jazz jacket because I loved John Stockton and Carl Malone so much. They were my two favorite. Mm-hmm. John Stockton was my favorite point guard of all time. Yeah. And then this year, he started saying just amazingly crazy things about vaccinations, like not just like, you know, personal choice kind of thing but he was just way 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 out on the fringe and i'm like what do i do with this like he was my favorite point guard of all time and now how you know what do i do he's he was my hero and now he's you know the, a laughing stock in many circles and not just that but he's also someone who is potentially causing harm to people so what do i do do i just Tear up my John Stockton rookie card. Would it make a difference <laughs> if it was a family member? Right. Somebody you loved. Right. I mean, not just loved like as in a hero, but what if it was your grandmother? Right. Who was making, I mean, does it. She was a notorious anti-vaxxer. Your she, grandmother? She never got the polio vaccine. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I I'm like, just like, what? <laughs> but like, what if? What if it was that? Does, right. does that make a difference between the, the right, two yeah. situations? Right. Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, you're going to cancel your grandmother? You know, but right. you can cancel yeah. John Stockton. Yeah. I mean, I think it's also okay too. Much like you can just pretend that John Stockton only exists as a basketball player. Right. Right. Much like teenagers have done with Harry Potter books, they were just crowdsourced and don't have an author. So like there, there was a struggle in my family for a while. This the struggle went away because everyone's okay with it now. But like. My wife used to always change the radio station if a Michael Jackson song came on. Oh, uh-huh. nice. She just couldn't deal uh-huh. with listening to Michael after that HBO documentary came out. Yeah, which is up. fair. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But people who were canceled and then not canceled. Right. But now we can listen to, you know, got to be starting something mm-hmm. and realize that he was just a messed up individual. But there's something amazing that messed up individuals can produce amazing art, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, if we can separate what people produce from who they are, it makes it a little bit easier. Yes. And we're not celebrating all of all of who Michael Jackson was or all of who John Stockton was. We're celebrating right. the gifts that they gave. Right. Mm-hmm. The we are. But maybe other people made. can't. Maybe they maybe can't make that separation. Maybe right. they. Maybe they right. throw the baby out with the bathwater. Maybe maybe it's all together, and, and that's okay. If, if they it have is. To do if that. that's yeah, their absolutely. boundary, if that's if if that's if that's what they need to do, then you know. I mean, maybe that's where this cancel culture comes from. It, right. You know, like they can't make the separation between 
something good that's being done because of who's doing it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, it, so it, it's, it's picking which metaphor we are. Are we throwing the baby out with the bathwater or are, is one bad apple spoiling the whole bunch? And yeah. So they all have right. to go. Yeah. So I was listening to Mark Maron's podcast a couple months ago and he was talking about how comedians were getting really, I don't know, sensitive about not being able to say certain things, not being able to say certain words or mm-hmm. use certain populations as punchlines anymore. And they're just complaining. And his point was like, it's never been safe to be a comedian. It's never been as safe to be a comedian as it is right now. Right. Because no one's getting arrested like Lenny Bruce was arrested, you know, in the, six, in the 50s yeah. and 60s. No one's, you know, being banned from certain places because They're of... blacklisted, yeah. Exactly. So um, I think there's a tendency in our culture to want to play the victim all the time, especially if you are in a position of privilege or power like these are the people playing the victim card not actual victims of oppression and injustice but people who are having to realize that it's not cool to be a jerk yeah but and you know don't you think too it's because those they they were put into powerful positions by the people who are now criticizing them you know like they put you in power and then all of a sudden now they see that you're not yeah. Who they thought you were, what they thought, what they wanted you to be. And so there's that double edged sword of the people who put me here are now mad at me. Mm-hmm. They don't like what I'm doing, you know, and I'm, I've been doing it the whole time. But yeah. now they, you know. Right. So well, like the key to the key to comedy. Is punching up and punching laterally. Right. Right. Yes. Right. Um, and so I think it's OK to call you out when you start punching down. That's why. Mm-hmm. In was it the fall? Um, when Dave Chappelle's latest right. whatever came out and he faced so much pushback and it was because he was pushing down or he was he punching was. down. Yeah. Um, and punching down is never okay. It's never, it's never funny. Um, it's, it's not, not acceptable. It's not okay. And it's okay to face consequences for that. Um, and good comedians learn how to punch laterally and punch up. Punching up is always funny because everybody can, everybody yes. can laugh Jump at that on, and yeah. everybody can commiserate with that. Right. And everybody can identify with that. And the person at the top presumably has enough money or power that if mm-hmm. they don't like it, they can get over it. Right. So I did a quick Google search before we started recording this on cancel culture, and I found an article from some Christian perspective talk, okay. talking about how cancel culture is just bullying, how it's always bad, how it's always attacking Christians for their moral beliefs and going against the Bible and blah, blah, blah. Here's the thing. Like, I think... There's a flavor in Christianity today that's widespread and that forgets that as people of faith, we're always supposed to be with the marginalized, with the oppressed, with the underdogs. Like we're never supposed to be cozying up with people in positions of power. And I think that there's a lot of Christians in this country today that feel like the, the culture is going against them because it's not accepting their weird embrace of political and cultural power. Right. But maybe, maybe like, you know, the traditional approach to 
forgiveness, right? Like you acknowledge, you atone, right. you forgive, right? Maybe that's not enough anymore for people. Maybe maybe what they're wanting is is total meaningful change. Mm-hmm. Maybe we've gotten to that place. And so this this whole piece of Christianity that's always done the traditional way, acknowledgement, atonement, right. forgiveness, now that's not enough. And they're like, wait, 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 it's always been enough. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's not anymore. Maybe it's maybe that's where that comes from. Is that they're looking for meaningful change, active, right. meaningful change now. Mm-hmm. We've also spent, you know, a millennia and a half of being the people in power in the Western world. Yes. And putting piling a whole lot of things onto Christianity that don't have anything to do with Jesus. And if we step back, we can uh-huh. remember that Jesus said, hey, they're going to hate you because they've hated me. Right. And so if it's stuff that's actually about Jesus mm-hmm. and the world doesn't like us, then I mean, we, we had that coming. Like we, right. we should have seen that coming. But most of the time, I think when we're upset that the world is hates Christians, it's because the world doesn't like the weird political nonsense that we've ascribed mm-hmm. to Jesus. That we've and put it into, and yeah. Jesus would say, yeah, right. I'm not about that either. Yeah. Good luck to you. And somewhere along the way, a lot of Christians forget that, our faith isn't something that we coerce people into or right. force people into. It's something we invite people into. Right. To be a part of. Yeah. Well, and my job is not conversion, right? right. Like that's the Holy right. Spirit's job. That's right. My job is to introduce people to the love of God. And what God chooses to do with that relationship after that is on God and whoever else is I don't a part know. of it. Like that's yeah. not me. Mm-hmm. Not my job. I have a job in this, in this role, in this, this like place. But that's not it. Conversion is not it because I would suck at it. Oh, I do. (laughs) (laughs) Would not be good at it. This is a good thing that is not my job. But we forget that sometimes. I think, Um, and Christians get all wrapped up into making it about us. We talked about redemption some weeks ago, Mm. and one of the things that you, Lonnie, brought up was that um, redemption is not really possible if there's not like some kind of apology or mm-hmm. some kind of wanting forgiveness. Like if you, you have to acknowledge it. Right. And so I think what we look at cancel culture, I think part of it is, you know, these people are canceled, but it's because they're not trying to atone at all for the harm they've caused other people. Right. They're not willing to fess up to their mistakes. Step Sometimes back, they're doubling down. Right. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder what, what life will look like in five years for Will Smith, who has done all of the owning. Yeah. And said, I mean, not initially, but has <laughs> come out and said, this was wrong. Here was my reasoning, but also it was stupid and wrong and has resigned mm-hmm. from the Academy and all, like all of those things versus like JK Rowling, who right. just continues to double down on. See, there's something though, about people wanting to issue judgment like you know will smith has done he's a he apologized he resigned he's done things trying to rehab his image but i hear people on the radio especially still like oh no he's a piece of trash like you know they just they have this judgment on him and that's not going to change and i think part of this whole cancel culture thing is the fact that people are so much more comfortable and o- they almost enjoy looking at the flaws of other people mm-hmm. instead of taking time to examine themselves. 
Yeah, but I mean, right now we're in an instant culture. Right. Mm-hmm. There, there isn't time to gather facts, and there isn't time because it's it it is a everything is immediate right now, mm-hmm. and so the reaction is immediate, right? And mm-hmm. then, and you don't you don't want to fess up that your reaction wasn't right right either, right? So you hold on to that, but it's such an immediate and 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 all at you. So before you even have a chance to think through anything, yeah. it's thought for you. Mm-hmm. Well, and there's I mean there is a certain extent to you know the the idea that white people need to stay out of black people's business but i think that we we talk and pick on the will smith case in particular because i would never jump up on stage and slap somebody and so i'm going to nitpick to death this one instance of something that i would never do and you know that would never involve me whereas you know i might have similar thought processes to a comedian that got canceled for saying something and so i won't call out what is happening to them or what is yeah because i don't want to i don't want to own my own similarities in that since we're talking about this will smith thing it's just like it's shown us so many things like because there's definitely voices that love jumping and pointing out how awful jada pickett is right Uh like she's the villain in the story like she brainwashed will smith and blah 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 just like you see where people's biases and hatreds are through the prism of the story yeah yeah there's a there's a whole lot of different there are like 18 sides to that three-person saga (laughs) right (laughs) it's kind of incredible so and the fact of the matter is everybody is a little right and everybody was a little wrong Mm -hmm. Um, there's gonna be books written about this case studies written about Uh it uh-huh somewhere there's a you know, I know feminine gaze class that's happening. It's discussing. <laughs> yep. Will Smith and Chris. Next Rock semester, it's gonna be a whole thing. Happening. So here's my hope. My hope is that sometime soon, John Stockton just says, "I was wrong about many, many things, and I'm sorry." And don't forget that not only do I have the most assists in NBA history, I have the most deals. <laughs> <laughs> But what if he doesn't? But what if he doesn't? <laughs> then I'll have to go through life, like, you know, but knowing that. Those stats don't change. No. Just because he has turned no. out to be kind of a garbage human. <laughs> I hope and I pray that Josh Sweden one day says, you know, it seemed like I was a feminist because I had strong female characters, but mm-hmm. I was kind of a jerk. Really? I was kind of a jerk. Yeah. I uh-huh. hope that that happens, too, because uh-huh. I would really like to rewatch all of those things that he was a part of or is a part of. I hope one day Kevin Spacey has a huge apology. So I'll be able to actually finish watching house of cards. I had to watch, I had to finish after the second season because it all came out and I was like, I can't watch this anymore. (laughs) So I'm hoping I hope I would love to watch swooping with sharks again. That was a great movie with Kevin Spacey. And so hopefully one day he'll apologize because that's the thing, right? As Christians, when people apologize, if they're sincere, then not only should we forgive, but we should be joyously forgiving, right? right? And reconcile, seek yeah. some sort of reconciliation. Well, I or think redemption. too, like, okay, growing up on Thursday nights, we watched the Cosby Show and had pizza. Right. Oh, my whole, Cosby. my whole 
growing up was a, was centered around family yeah. dinner and watching that together and laughter. And we can watch a clip from the Cosby show and it transports me back to belly laughing yeah. with my family and conversations that happened, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, that doesn't take away those those pieces of growing up and those those bonding moments of even though Bill Cosby's made some horrible, terrible, awful choices yeah. and not lived his life well, yeah. right? So it's it's being able to separate what you gain from something or yeah. get from something or learn from something. Yeah. Right? And and to be able to separate um their their acting gift from their, you know, choices. Mm. You know, yeah. I mean, it's it's horrible. It's bad. Mm-hmm. And there were some really great family moments that happened in my growing up around that. Yeah. Around that it's show, around Thursday that night. piece. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. They're still talked about. Right. Yeah. And there's still going to be good. There's going to be good memories no matter what. Right. So you can finish watching House of Cards and maybe gain something. From <laughs> I heard the last couple of seasons weren't very good. Okay. I <laughs> mean, when they like. Totally jump the shark and, you know, forget how the actual separation of powers and right <laughs> and everything is supposed to happen. Oh, the first lady like, we'll becomes just, president. We'll just yeah. make the first lady president. Like, yep. she's not in a line of succession. No, y'all. but it's okay. It happens. Like, I, I mean, all hail Robin Wright, but she's not in the line of succession. Right. Um, so, so, yeah, there's something to be said for that. Okay. Well, there it is. Or part of it, at least. There's part of a, a discussion on cancel culture. And the part two of this would be when we talk about wokeness next week. So that should be fun. Oh, yeah. Talk to you then. Until next Bye. time. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode of The Leavening. And please know the conversation continues and you can be part of the conversation. If you have any comments or questions, you can reach us on our Facebook page, our Twitter page. You can call us or text us with our phone number, 682-556-5801. Join us. We'd love to hear from you.